ACW is sponsored by Javadi. Self-care through skincare. Javadi is for everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to ACW Podcast. Thank you for joining us again. We are always excited to have our listeners here. I am Robin Gabriel Parson, your host. And our co-host today is our one and only Tashina Cole Dunn, our public health commentator. Now, we have been talking about nutrition throughout this month in reference to um, your body, how it's beneficial to you, and how we should be more aware. We've had some very interesting conversations around uh, diabetes and nutrition. So I was so thankful to have guests here to really talk about their experience with nutrition, diabetes, and how they're overcoming it. So today we have our public health specialist or commentator here to just talk about how we can um, learn more about how to eat healthy just within our communities. So, so happy to have you here, Tashina. Again, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for having me again, Robin. Um, I'm happy to be here. And of course, I'm really excited to talk about nutrition because, you know, that's something that's near and dear to my heart. I know it's near and dear to yours as well. So, yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. Yes, yes. So first thing first, just as for the lay person, and we're really talking about people who really may not have a lot of background or understand what is nutrition? What does that mean? Define that word to me. So just kind of explain to our listeners, what is nutrition? So uh, great question. Nutrition is basically just the study of nutrients that are found in our food and our drink how our body uses those nutrients, how it, how they affect our body, and then the relationship uh, between the nutrients in the food and drink and disease processes and health behaviors. In reference to what you just explained, how nutrition is basically our food. So we're going to talk about today what types of food, um, that intake of that food. This is a really big subject. Would you agree, Tashina? Oh yes, a hundred percent. It's a, it's a, there's so much information. And so, yeah, there's, there's a lot that we could, you know, talk about. There's a lot of different ways we can talk about a lot of different paths to go down. So yeah, let's just, you know, let's dig in and we can definitely um, start with the basics for sure. Yes. And the basics is okay. Nutrients, nutrients. Okay. So based on that, let's talk about how carbohydrates fats and proteins are beneficial to our body. And just to give our audience an understanding, am I taking carbohydrates? Do I have the proper uh, fiber that I'm intaking? So let's talk, break those down a little bit. So what are carbohydrates? Give me, how do they look? What, what do they look like? Okay. So carbohydrates are going to be your grains, right? So your rice, your pasta, things like that. Um, that carbohydrates are what our body uses to turn, uh, energy into glucose, right. Or sugar. And that's the main source of energy for the body and in particular the brain. And it's the, the easiest, most readily available usable resource. So that's why, um, carbohydrates are so heavy in our diet, uh, because it's a great source of fuel and, you know, carbs, they get a bad rap, but carbs are not the enemy. Uh, you know, we can talk about that a little bit more. Um, And then you have fat. So you have your main, what we call macro or the bigger, broader nutrients, your carbohydrates, your fats, 
and your protein. And these are all uh, necessary for every bodily function that we have. And then you also have, of course, water and we need vitamins and minerals. So those I would say are the top um, uh, nutrients that your body needs to function on a, on a daily basis and, and to be at a baseline of health. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, a good carbohydrate, and I'm just going to kind of use myself example. Um, and I really do need to kind of back off a little bit. I do like pasta, but I try to do a gluten-free pasta, uh, but I need it because I'm very, very active. I need energy to work out. I need energy. So that's my, one of my favorite carbohydrates. So, uh, <laughs> but you yeah. know, the, the, you can, there's many different carbohydrates, healthy carbohydrates you can intake in your body. Um, what about bread? I like bread a lot. What, what do we, how would you recommend or what amount intake of bread we should have in reference to carbohydrates a day? Uh, and again, you know, bread, bread is, you know, like the, the evil, you know, witch of, of the diet these days. And I, I like bread. I think most people like bread. It's just really about the types of breads that you're eating and how often you're eating them. So if you're buying bread from the grocery store, there's so many different types of breads now that are, um, uh, keto friendly that are even paleo friendly. And we can talk a little bit more about what those mean, um, that are gluten-free right? And that are actually low carb, there's low carb breads. And some of them are, I mean, I've, I've been trying different breads for probably 15 years. And I will say the breads have come a long way in terms of their taste and their texture. And um, so I even enjoy some of the whole grain seed and nut breads and low carb breads that are out there on the market. Um, Ezekiel bread is a popular one. I'm not a huge fan of that one. Um, but there's another brand and I can't think of it right now, um, but it's, an, it's a seed and nut bread and that's on the uh, lower carb side, higher protein, higher fiber. It's got omega-3s and omega-6s. Um, so it's a great nutrient dense bread, uh, but bread is not the enemy. Um, it's your, it's really your, you know, your buttery rolls that you get at a restaurant and your fast food burger rolls and your hot dog buns and things like that, that are just loaded with tons of uh, refined sugars that don't have a lot of other nutrients. So they really um, uh, drastically can affect your blood sugar levels. And that's part of what, you know, makes it unhealthy when you have those types of carbs and those types of breads in large amounts. Yeah, and we can talk all day just on breads and carbs. So let's talk about proteins in reference to how, do, how does that look? I know uh, there's a lot of meat eaters, there's people who are vegans also, because I think that may be a challenge for vegans, or how do you get that protein in? So what does protein look like in our diet? So protein is really important, um, as most of us probably know, for uh, building and maintaining muscle. So not just building, but actually maintaining the muscle. And protein um, is all your animal uh, all your animal products. So your chicken, your beef, your, uh, your turkey, those are all going to be high in protein. But Salmon uh, is a really high protein uh, fish. Grouper is another one. Um, 
Tuna even has a, a good amount of protein. It doesn't have a lot of fat like salmon does. So that's, you know, it, it's a little bit leaner. So it's harder to get the calories from tuna, but you can get lots of protein um, from tuna. Eggs are a really great source of protein as well. Peanut butter is also a really great source of protein and fat. So anything that has, you know, a balance of fat, carbs, protein, and other vitamins is, is really going to um, be a great part of your diet because it's going to keep you fuller longer. And it's, it's going to be, because it's fuller of nutrients, your body can use and absorb and um, you don't have to eat. It's not going to, uh, raise your blood sugar and affect your blood sugar uh, as much as some of the other foods that don't have a variety of nutrients in them. So those are some really great protein sources. Um, uh, dark meat chicken is a great source of protein and of course chicken breasts. Uh, steak, ground beef, uh, if, you, if you do eat red meat and um, yeah, so the thing the thing that I love now though is that we're getting away from animal protein because there's so many different uh like you said vegan and vegetarian friendly protein sources and beans are a great uh, protein source as well. Um but you also have your soy and your pea protein and your different nut butters, those are also good almond cashew butter, those are also good sources of protein and even oatmeal has um a decent amount of protein. So there's a variety of ways to get protein without eating animal flesh. I was thinking as you were uh, talking about the different proteins, uh, again, like you said, beans are a very good source. I love beans and I love, you know, this is Monday and it's red bean Monday here. So I'm gonna have my red beans. <laughs> there you go. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So let's talk about fiber because we would want to give listeners or those who may, this may be the first time even, you know, having nutrition introduced to them, the very key uh, nutrients. And these are the key nutrients. And we're going to want you guys to really understand the type of foods that represents these key um, nutrients. So let's talk about fiber. What type of fiber would you recommend? And you need fiber in your diet. You definitely need fiber. Um, I, I do want to touch on fat because uh, that's the other big one that we hadn't uh, talked about. And fat is, yes. is really, really important um, because it's going to help your body absorb those uh, vitamins and minerals that you get from your diet. And you need that. So it's essential. And your most of your organs and things like that, it helps protect your organs. And um, it's also a source of fuel for your body. It's not as readily usable as carbohydrates are, but that's the idea behind, you know, the ketogenic diet is to use fat as the primary fuel instead of the carbohydrates, because your body has to work a little bit harder to break down the fat. And so you, you stay fuller longer, you can go longer without eating because you can, um, your body's taking longer to break down that fat for fuel. Um, but fiber is also, it's a great um, uh, resource to keep your digestive system clean and healthy and moving. It keeps you again, fuller, longer. So it keeps those cravings down, which is really important when you're trying to either lose weight or just maintain where you are. Um, eating things with uh, a high fiber content are gonna keep those cravings down and keep you from you know, snacking unnecessarily. So, and, and it's really, really important to keep that gut health 
um, at optimal level. You got to have fiber to, to um, feed that good bacteria and help pull that bad bacteria out of the body. And thank you for bringing that fat to the forefront. Uh, because again, a lot of people, and fat's been, you know, there's a little controversy when we, when we talk about fat. Because again, people, what do you mean? I thought fat was bad for me. Or, you know, e eating foods hot, fried foods with fat in it, is, is, was a no-no, but we were talking about good fats. Um, exactly. and, and thank you for also bringing the importance of having for insulation, for protection of the organs. Uh, but I don't want people to misunderstand like, oh, okay, it's okay for me to be fat, but. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I want you to understand that there is good fat. So thank you. And definitely the fiber is important. It definitely helps you when you got to go to the bathroom, be honest with you. And you can tell, when, if you're eating healthy, if you just look at your waist or your stool, and I'm being honest, I'm just want to give people an idea of how you understand if your inside is really healthy. That is so, so um, key, Robin. I'm so glad you brought that up because a lot of people don't realize that, that that's really a simple, easy way to gauge your in, internal health is what's coming out of you. Like, look, look at that poop, you know, I mean, it may sound gross, but it's in you, it's yours. Um, there's no shame in it. We all do it. We all have to do it. So yeah, take a look at what's coming out and you'll be able to see, I mean, there's so many different resources online. You can um, look up what healthy poop looks like, but essentially it should look like some clay, you know, a medium brown color. It should be on the softer side. Um, unless you've been eating a ton of greens or a ton of beets or something, it should be a brownish color because that's the bile mixing in. And you should be going at least once a day, if not, you know, more than that. But certainly once a day uh, is, is a healthy number for, for most people to shoot for. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Tashina, uh, and you, I, I do believe you've already answered this. We we're talking about the intake of these different nutrients. And you said it earlier, it all depends on the body. So let's just give people some idea of everybody doesn't need uh, a 3000 calorie diet every day or a, a 30 grams of fiber, this and that, and the other, it all depends on the person. Can you please elaborate on that? Yes. So we all men and women, males and females, we both need the same types of nutrients. We both need fats, proteins, water, vitamins, minerals, um, and carbohydrates, right? So we all need those, those um, in our diet. Now, it just depends on what you're trying to do. If you're trying to maintain, then you, you, there's different uh, calculators you can look at for how much um, energy you need, because that's what we're talking about when we talk about these um, different nutrients. These are types of energy how much of that do you need to get? So let's say for me, for example, I need to take in about 20, 2,100 to 2,000 to 2,100 calories a day to maintain my current weight, right? And so if I want to lose, then I need to have what, what you call a deficit. I need to take in less. And typically, if you want to lose a pound a week, you need to take in about 3,500 uh, calories less a week, and that's about a pound of fat, more or less. So it, um, if I wanted to lose, I would just cut calories e each day to get to that 3,500, or you can go slow, slower if you want to do it that way. And then of course, if you want to gain, 
you increase that. If you want to, um, you know, make sure that you're bodybuilding, you're going to increase your protein, right? Um, if you want to do uh, something more ketogenic or low carb, high fat, then you want to maybe take in, uh, instead of having 40% of your uh, diet come from carbohydrates, which is more typical, then maybe you just, you switch that. And so 40% of your diet is going to come from, or your uh, calories are going to come from fat. And then um, 30, uh, 30 and 30 or 30 and 20 um, in terms of your carbs. So 20% carbs, 30% protein. Um, and there's, there's so many different apps and different um, weight loss and weight maintenance uh, calculators and programs out there that you can have access to, to basically anything you want to do and any type of diet you want to try, you can put it in there and help, it'll track you. So uh, that's just the basic guideline is know where your baseline is, right? So know how many calories you need to just sustain where you are. And then whatever your goal is, whether it's to lose or gain or just maintain, then you can plug in, okay, well, I don't want to go low carb. I just want to be moderate and that's going to help you maintain. So then you can just do an even split, 33, 33, 33, and just keep it really simple that way. Um, so that's, you know, that's kind of simplifying it a little bit, but that hopefully gives the, the listeners a good idea. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, and listeners, I'm sorry, I didn't mean 30,000 calories. I mean, 3,000. <laughs> like, oh, that's yeah. a lot of calories. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Dashita, for breaking that down. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about nutrition through the life cycle and from a child to an adult. And we want uh, listeners to understand that your nutrition does change throughout your life cycle. And I don't think a lot of people understand that because a lot of times, Tashina, when I try to explain to uh, individuals, look, you cannot eat the way you ate when you was 20, you're 59. So you can't be having hamburger, all this fatty food. So let's elaborate yeah. on eating through the life cycle, your life cycle. Yes, yes. So, um... So of course, you know, when, when we're babies, we have a, a very specific uh, type of diet that we need for our, our body to develop, right? Because our, our brains are growing, our organs are growing. Um, so we need a, an abundance of certain um, vitamins and not a ton of calories. I mean, breast milk pretty much will take care of it um, or formula for babies. And then as you grow, you, the amount of calories you need goes up. So once you're teenagers, and that's why, you know, there's the, you always see teenagers on TV are eating up the whole house because they do have a really high, high need for, uh, they really have a, um, a need for a large amount of calories, you know, 25 to 2,500 to 3000 calories is typical for an average teenager. Um, because even if they're not, you know, super active, that's just what their body needs to grow and develop. And then as we grow into our full adulthood, um, it's going to depend on your activity level. But once we're over 40, and then once again, over 50, and pretty much each decade, you're going to need less calories, because just um, in general, you're not going to be as active. And even if you are we don't retain as much of that muscle mass. And so that's what typically is gonna burn a lot of calories for us, especially for women, we don't have as much muscle mass to start with as men. And that gradually decreases um, as we age. Um, 
I mean, you can, you work out, but it's still going to decrease and it's never going to be as much as a man. And so you're, you, that's part of the reason why you don't need as many calories as you age. And it, it's your metabolism starts to change as you get older. Uh, women, especially that affects us, the hormones and the estrogen and all of those things that are happening as we um, enter men menopause, all those things affect our metabolism. And so your the amount of calories you are able to take in versus burn off drastically decreases, right? So you, you're not going to be able to burn off as much as you get older. So you do have to be much more aware of not just how many calories you're taking in, but the quality of the food that you're taking in, because it does affect you. And you, we, the other thing that we need more of as we age, we don't need more calories necessarily, but we need more vitamins and more nutrients, right? Because our bodies uh, are aging. And so they just don't, uh, function at the optimal levels that they did when you're younger, you know, and that's for everybody, men and women uh, alike. Yes, that is very, very important because I know as I age as a female, I notice that I need more vitamins and minerals and I use a lot of magnesium in, in, in my, my uh, body now because of different, because I'm very active and I notice when I use magnesium, um, it helps the soreness of my muscles to go away or the inflammation from arthritis. So yeah, we, we as aging people do need to focus on a different way of eating. Cause I do know a lot of people that still, again, like I said, Tashina in their fifties, still eating like they ate in their twenties and you can't do that. It's almost oh, like, oh, yeah. you know, as we age, we, 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 it kind of steers us towards this vegan ve vegetarian kind of diet. Cause you taking certain things out of your diet you don't need anymore. Yes. And you know, I, I mean, I, I'm not um, any different than anyone else. And so I, I definitely had that uh, awakening because even though I know, you know, you you go along and you function a certain way and it's almost like a, a slap in the face where you're just going along eating and you indulge a little bit more here, you know, here or there. But when you were 25, that didn't really affect you. When you're 30, 35, you see the difference. And it's almost like a night and day. Um, you just look up one week and you're like, wait a minute, what, why are my pants fitting so tight? Oh, because I had that piece of cake last week. But you know, when you were 25, that didn't matter. But when you're 35, that makes a big difference. So just being aware of that, <laughs> being yes. aware of that is so, um, so important in taking steps to change. Yes. And, and you're still young. That's the thing about it. You know, a lot of thirties, when they get into that state of mind, they kind of shocked that, wait a minute, <laughs> what just right, happened? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now we're going to talk a little bit about um, food labels, just to give people an understanding how you can help you get the quality of food to help you work towards a better nutrition or nutrients that you're in, inputting in your body. So let's talk a little bit about food labels, things that you should look for. I know it could be time consuming walking down the grocery aisle and you're eating everything, but trust me, people, it's sometimes it's worth it. It's worth it. So just elaborate a little bit on food labels, things that they should really pay attention to. Well, you know, and I, and I love, I love the food label, uh, uh, side of things. I'm, I'm a nerd in that way. And that's really, but that's also how I got started really um, getting excited about healthy eating was learning about what's in my food and taking, you know, ownership in charge of what I'm putting in my body. 
And one of the things that I had to do when we were at Fulton County was I had to food shop. So I was that one going down each aisle and, you know, looking at all the labels and of course the, you know, the staff's looking at me like, what is she doing? Why is she, she's reading like everything that she picks up and what's <laughs> going on, you know? So I got some strange looks because they didn't know, you know, that's not a, a normal thing. At least it wasn't as typical, you know, at that point, it's probably more typical now because more people are informed, but food labels are really important. So what you want to look for is, of course, you want to look at the overall calories in something that you're buying. But what's really important is to look at the serving size. So it can be 500 calories in that box of crackers. But if the serving size, let's say, is six, then you multiply however many calories. So that's 500 calories per serving, right? So if there's six servings, that's 3000 calories in that box of crackers. So, and a serving could be five crackers. You know, I mean, that's, that's not really a typical for a cracker, but let's just pretend, um, let's say it's cookies. Okay. So five cookies could be the 500 calories. And you may think, oh, I'm having, I only have five or six cookies. It's not much, but looking at how much is in a serving is going to be really important. Um, when you also look at the amount of calories and then you look of course for the things that we talked about, the carbs, the fats, um, the sugar, one thing that's really important is to look at added sugar. So not just natural sugar that, you know, is going to be found in like if there's fruit or something in, in that packaging, but added sugar. So you want less added sugar, the, um, uh, as close to zero as you can get um, in terms of the added sugar. And that's going to be right underneath the carbohydrate line. And then you'll look at your proteins and your fiber. So you want a, a nice ratio between carbs, fiber, and protein. Um, it, about a three to three to five kind of ratio. So let's say you have five carbs, maybe two or three um, grams of fiber, and maybe five or six grams of protein is a nice ratio. So <clears throat> versus something, for example, like it's got 30 grams of carbs, one gram of fiber, and, you know, two grams of protein. That's not going to be a good balance for your body, uh, for your blood sugar. Um, it's more than likely that's going to spike your blood sugar and cause an insulin, uh, an insulin response, which is what you want to try and steer clear of. Um, so that's why the, that's why those whole grains come into play and are so important. Um, quinoa and farro and your brown rice and all that kind of thing in terms of your carbohydrates. So uh, the food labels, so those are your big sort of headlines of your food labels. And then you wanna look at your ingredients list. So the simpler, the better. That's really my main advice to people is try to find things that have really simple and short ingredient lists things that you know that you can pronounce. And if you don't know, maybe go find out what they are. But for the most part, look for things with ingredients that you know and that you recognize, at least most of them that you recognize, you know. Um, those are gonna be the healthier items. And um, those are gonna be closer to real whole foods if you're buying anything that's, you know, comes prepackaged. We have so much to talk about when it comes to nutrition. Now, Tashina, can we share with our listeners in reference to those who may want to know or learn more about nutrition in reference to Googling something on YouTube or even 
in your community. Um, I know there's communities where, you know, you can go and do little nutrition workshops for free. Um, you and I worked within a community where we actually went in and did a whole nutrition program for an after-school program. You know, elaborate on that. How can people get this information? And if they want to learn more and they're eager to change their way of eating. So um, I'm glad that you mentioned uh, YouTube because that's a great resource. And even on uh, YouTube, you can even find local people uh, through YouTube and through Instagram and through Pinterest. Um, you can... Uh, do a search by topic. So whatever it is you're looking for, uh, whether it's to learn more about nutrition or a specific diet type or be more active. And there, you can find local people on those uh, social media platforms. But of course, always look for your local um, public health, uh, county health center, your local community center, your local youth center. They're always going to have low cost or no cost uh healthy eating programs, nutrition programs, physical activity programs. And then you always go back to, you know, just searching free um, health programs in your area. And that will uh, <clears throat> send you to not just those community centers, but other programs that you may not even be aware of that are available um, in your community. So it's really important if you can't get, because um, we're all online for the most part and in virtual, um, still a lot of us. So there are tons of online communities, tons of virtual communities that you can join, but there are still in-person and we're, as we're opening more, uh, as the cities are opening more, that's going to be um, coming back, going to your community centers and being actively engaged and involved with your neighbors and, and your church. You know, that's another uh, great thing that you and I were talking about. And yes. even if you work um, at, at at a local church in, in Atlanta. So that's a great resource. A lot of churches are, are kind of jumping on the, you know, getting on the bandwagon and understanding that this is what their congregation needs and wants and is an essential part of your overall health. So you got your mental, your spiritual and your physical health, right? So you gotta try and fulfill all those needs for those that you're serving. So looking at your, your local church um, and your local community centers and your county public health department is gonna um, be a great resource for, uh, for in-person activities and, and free programs. Thank you for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And it's been a joy listening and taking in all of your valuable information. Listeners, I hope you were able to really grasp what we're sharing. Um, we really want you to take charge of your health and we're providing as much information and resources as possible. Um, Tashina, thank you for again coming and sharing the public health sector with us. Um, thank thank you. you. You are welcome. You're welcome. Uh, so listeners, as I always say, live life with purpose, intention, and love. Until next time, thank you. ACW is presented by Partnerships in Fitness, a fitness and health and wellness consulting group, building strong minds and bodies, and empowering one community at a time. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to our Piff Nola YouTube channel and leave questions or comments. You have been listening to 
the Awareness, Culture, and Wellness Podcast. We thank you for joining us, and we hope that you tune in to our next Wellness Wednesday as we discuss topics that heal the mind, body, and spirit. Until next time, I'm Robin Gabriel Parson, your ACW podcast host. ACW is sponsored by Jabadi. Self-care through skin care. Jabadi is for everybody. 